God bless you. Thank you in advance for your giving. I was uh, sharing uh, in the first service at the other campus downtown. That building, by the way, is debt-free, and we're working hard at getting this one to be in the same uh, spot. Uh, that's a good thing, right? Amen. So uh, we spent about $60,000 on the basement over there. Uh, and all of it was done by in-house people. All the walls, uh, the construction, the subfloor, floor, the carpet, the, the painting. Uh, just wonderful that we can hire our own people to do those things. So thank you, Grace Church, for being talented enough to, to do the things that we need to do. And uh, God always makes a way. God provides a way. And so we're, we're just so thankful uh, for that campus, thankful for this campus, thankful for the people here, thankful for people down there. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about the Easter season coming up pretty soon. We have a lot going on Easter week, and we want you to be aware of it so you can come out and be part of it and uh, really connect and invite people because it's uh, Easter time is a really good time to invite people out to church. Some people feel kind of obligated. I got to go to church. It's it's Easter, and uh, and we're not gonna we're not gonna criticize that. We're gonna celebrate that because that gives us an opportunity to invite people. Right? Gives us an opportunity to to share the good news with people because living for Jesus. Jesus is really good news. It's not a bunch of don'ts. It's really a bunch of a bunch of do's. I get a I get to serve the King, the, the Creator of the whole universe. I get I get to serve. And so, uh, again, thank you, thank you for coming out. A lot of great things taking place. We're in the last uh, message of the sermon series. I am. We subtitled "I am" so that you could be, and uh, and that, that maybe is even more prevalent uh, today during this this message and. Uh, if you haven't connected with Grace Church or if you're kind of new, you can go back and watch some of them on the website or, or through our app, Grace Church Hickory. Um, and some of them are important. But seven times in John, Jesus says, I am. I'm the bread of life. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the door. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the resurrection, the life. I am. And today he talks about being the vine. And so if you're not a note taker, you might want to take some notes. You may not. You might just want to grab it the first time and then maybe go back and watch it. Uh, by the way, this is our broadcast service. We have people watching literally all over the place, all over the country, uh, from Nevada today, Missouri, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, California, Montana, Texas, and Florida. Can we give them a hand of appreciation? Thank you for tuning in. We're so glad. We're so appreciative that you tune in each week. Thank you uh, so much for doing that. Uh, so, but, but you could watch if you need to, but I am the vine. So, uh, you may, may want to watch, you may want to listen, you may want to go back and watch, you may want to take notes. It really, this message is one that's got a lot of meat in it. So you're going to have to chew on it for a little while and, and really grab it. But I think it's, it's a freeing message. It's a real life-giving message. This is Jesus's, one of his last things uh, before the Last Supper. He, he sits his apostles down, and he has 12, and he wants to pour into them. And just like you would if you knew that you were going to die, you would probably have some really good conversations with the ones you love. And Jesus knows he's going to go to the cross. He knows he's going to raise again, but he also knows he's going to turn this gospel message over to these 12 who are then going to go out and win the world. 
And so he wants to, he's very pointed here. So we want to, we want to talk about Jesus being the vine today, but he's the vine so that we can be, he's our life source. He's our life giver. He's everything that we need uh, in this life. And so I want you to to grab a hold of that. We're going to read John 15, the first seven verses, and then we're just going to talk about a few things uh, and kind of in in regards to, to trees. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in him. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me, and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for our wonderful congregation, the people of Grace Church around the world. Just pray blessings upon them. Father, Lord, now we pray, uh, Lord, just that you would minister to us today, that we would take this well-known scripture and take from it what you have for us. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church one more time said, amen. Praise God. So uh, this, is, this, is, this is critical. Uh, Jesus is getting ready to exit earth. He wants to leave this powerful message with his uh, disciples. Uh, and he has but a few words to say. And he says, I am the true vine. Abide in me. And we know that, we get it, we've heard it, we've seen, uh, we've seen books, we've seen calendars, we've seen uh, places at the store that say the true vine. We see those things, and, I, and I'm thinking uh, when I uh, go through this message, quite often I'll have my messages, my outlines ready, like I work on my outlines uh, maybe a month or two months in advance, have the outline, and then the week of, uh, the Lord will kind of say, hey, I want, you to, I want you to tell them this. So I want, I want to speak this into, into the body. And so then I'll fine-tune the message. And then usually one day of the week, it's around Thursday, sometimes Friday. It's happened before Saturday night. The Lord will say, Here's, this, is, this is impactful. Give this. And so the Lord gave me some really impactful things that we want to uncover today. And, 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 and I just want you to, to grab a hold of it. When I think of vine, first of all, I think of that viney kudzu stuff that grows around these parts, and it just, you know, it, it grows so much that they actually declared it a weed a couple decades ago, and it takes over everything. Well, this is not the vine that we're talking about. We're talking about a tree trunk. In fact, we're talking about a massive tree trunk because that's what Jesus is. He's, he's sturdy. He's longevity. And so I want to give you really the four parts of a tree today and how they connect to us Spiritually, first of all, you have the roots section. Uh, the roots we don't see. We, 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 they're underground for the most part. Here in North Carolina, uh, especially western North Carolina, sometimes where it's rocky, there, you see the roots going above ground a little bit. We have a, a, a 
sidewalk at our house that the roots are trying to push through, and so we either need to take care of the roots or the tree or take care of the sidewalk. We've got to do something. We're not sure what we're going to do just yet, but the, the roots are growing, okay? And then in the, in the Midwest or maybe some of the northern states where it's less rocky, they grow deep, and, they're, and they interweave, okay? And so they're connected, and they strengthen each other. That's the root system of a tree. And then the trunk itself, if you're looking at uh, maybe some of these massive oak trees or maple trees uh, uh, here in the area, or maybe a really nice fruit tree that, that grows up strong, and then it branches out. So it, it, after it branches out, then if it's a fruit-bearing tree, then it, it bears fruit. So there's four parts. There's the root, there's the trunk, there's the branch, and then there's the fruit, all right? This is what the gospel looks like for us, all right? If we're, and this is what Jesus is trying to convey to his disciples, is you have to abide in me, and I have to abide in you. We're going to abide in each other, okay? I'm going to abide, but I, when, I was, when I was studying this, I had wondered, really, I, like I get Jesus is the, the trunk. He's the vine, but for purposes today, we're going to call him the trunk because that's really what he is, and that sounds stronger uh, than a vine, all right? A vine kind of sounds weak to me, but he really means trunk. And we're the branches, and we're to bear fruit. We'll get to that. And I was, I was struggling with the, the root system. Like, okay, Lord, I understand. And then the Bible says God is the vine dresser, so he's the gardener. So God is the gardener, and it kind of takes us back to the garden a, a little bit, where he places Adam and Eve in the garden to tend to the garden, all right? And so he he places us on earth as the gardener to kind of to, to tend to his garden and to bear fruit. And so I was struggling with the root system, and Isaiah 11.1 1, uh, came to me. I think we have it up here maybe. And the Bible says, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Now, stop there for a second. We're going to leave that up there until we move on, because I want you to meditate on that. We've read that verse, and then it goes into the second verse where it talks about Jesus being walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Seven different parts of the Holy Spirit we'll study after uh, Easter, probably after Mother's Day, or actually, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about uh, getting the, the more of the Holy Spirit of God in you. But for today, we're going to look at verse number one of chapter 11 of Isaiah because the root system is important to hold up the tree. And if Jesus is the tree, if he's the trunk, where are these roots? Well, they're from the branch of his root. They're from Jesse. Well, this lets me know then that there's a lineage here. There's a legacy. And then as I was praying and the Lord waking me up early in the morning, he was showing me that this root system that we have, that Jesus became the trunk out of him now where the branches is basically all of the Old Testament saints. And you go all the way back to Noah where humanity started over again, all right? So Noah is a root and his sons are roots and then Abraham is a root and Abraham's blessing are the stars of the sky and is of the sand of the, the seashore. And then Isaac is one of those roots and Jacob is, and not only Jacob, but because he became Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, Reuben and Dan and Naphtali and Issachar and Benjamin and Joseph, 
all these guys are part of this root system. And not only that, but then Joshua and Caleb are part of that root system. And Esther and Ruth and Boaz and Obed and, of course, Jesse and David is part of this root system. And so if you're drawing a, a picture of a tree, you would have the whole trunk as Jesus. But then all of these different names, all of the prophets, all of the kings, all of the queens, all of the judges, all of the saints that have gone before us, some of which are mentioned in Hebrews 11 chapter, they're part of this root system and they're all interconnected. That's the lineage that you line up with. And so if the enemy comes to you and says, wait a second, you lack faith, you're directly connected to the father of faith, Abraham. If someone says to you and the enemy speaks in your mind and says, you don't have a heart for this, you're directly connected to the heart of David who has the heart of God. In fact, that's why God loved David so much, because he loved his heart, and he valued his heart. It's the woman that, the woman that uh, had to call back Elijah and say, wait a second, you said I was going to have a son, now this son is dead. You have her faith. You're connected to all of the faith heroes. Uh, you're connected to all of the, the giants. You're connected to all the people who have victory, giants of the faith. You're connected to every single person in scriptures by this root system because Jesus came up out of that. Really important to know. Really, really got to grab a hold of that because a lot of times the enemy wants us to uh, disregard our past, disregard who we are. And those things made you good or bad, right or wrong. That's who you are today. So you then have your own root system of flaws and failures, but successes and victories, and they line up with Christ Jesus. And so when we understand that as we walk through life, I'm directly connected through Jesus into this root system that he came out of, that this root system is bigger than all of us can imagine. And if you look at the, the spiritual picture of it, that when we were connected, then just pick an Old Testament, say there, uh, there's uh, 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 the guy in a pit with a lion on a snowy day, not the author, but the actual Benoah. He chases a lion into a pit on a snowy day and kills the lion. You're connected to that. You're connected to David's 33 warriors who were so powerful that one guy killed 800 in a day and his sword clave to his hand, the Bible says. Like he couldn't, like he couldn't get it. Sometimes when I trim the bushes at my house, the, my hand kind of grips to the trimmer, you know. Benaiah, thank you. Think about that. Like my, my trimmer stuck to my hand. I got to peel it back. I thought it was old age. I'm just a warrior because I'm connected to David's mighty men. <laughs> I didn't know that. But that's where I got it from. It was from that guy who killed 800 men. Samson picked up a jawbone of a donkey. And he, and he killed 800. But you're connected to that guy. You're connected to all the people that went before you who said, God is my God, Christ is my Lord. You're connected. Now, that's, that's, you need to know that because sometimes when we walk through life, we think we're all alone, that nobody cares. No, there's history that cares about you. And I like some of the sports teams have their wall of fame. You all know them. I'm a Raider fan. And Raiders had a good week. And, the, man, they just signed some really good players. So that's, that's a sidebar for you. You can celebrate at home on your own. They have like a wall of fame 
you know, John Madden's on there and Al Davis is on there. But the wall of fame that's in heaven of the saints that have gone before us, that live this life holy and pleasing and dedicated to the Lord, that loved God so much they were okay dying for him. Like Hebrews 11 says, they didn't like their lives, or they loved their lives so little that they were okay just becoming a martyr. And, and, and yet some women had their sons and daughters raised to life again. That's the faith that you're connected to, church. You need to get that today. You're connected to something way, 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 way bigger than you are. It's not just a church in Hickory on a Sunday morning. I'm going to pay my dues for an hour, and then I'm going to go beat everybody, all the Baptists to the all-you-can-eat buffet. That was a joke. It's not a joke if I got to explain it. You all know that. And then one thing I learned about trees this week, and I, I would have to confirm it, but I read it twice from two different authors. Trees do not die of old age. They die of weather. They die of disease. They die of different reasons, but they do not die of old age. You plant a tree, and it, it's not going to die of old age. It may die for other reasons. Or if it's a designer tree and it's a genetically inspired seed, it may die because it's not from God. But if it, you planted a tree, and there are trees that have lived, you know, hundreds, thousands of years. They, they don't die of old age. Why? Because when Jesus paints this picture that he's a tree, he's a life-giving tree. And he's saying, listen, I'm going to create this in a way that you understand it. That tree's not going to die. It was a vibrant time. And yes, he killed the fig tree because it didn't produce. He had another point he was making there. But you're connected to something that will live forever and ever and ever and ever. It will live all time. It's an all-time tree. And so we're connected. So I'm looking at the root system. The Lord's showing me, yeah, there's a, there's a root called David, and there's a root called Abraham, and there's a root called Noah, and there's a root called Issachar, and there's a root called Nephtali, and there's a, there's a root called the, the woman that had, a, a, that, that had her son die, and there's a root called Elisha and Elijah, and there's a root called David. And I'm thinking, God, you are so good that you allowed us to connect. Now, Jesus is, is the trunk. And he's the greatest trunk of all, and, and he's the beauty. And so we don't see the roots, and sometimes they, they come forth out of the ground, but don't, we don't really see the roots, but we can see the trunk. And Janie and I in our yard have a tree that might be close to 100 feet tall. That thing's a giant. It's a, it's a beautiful tree, and I pray to God every time there's a windstorm, Lord, don't let that tree perish. Lord, would you just build a hedge? I do. Would you build a hedge of protection around that tree? God, would you just, would you keep that tree standing? I love that tree. But Lord, if that tree doesn't fall, would you let it fall away from the house? Because <laughs> it's 100 feet tall, and that's, it's got a big trunk, and it would do a lot of damage to our house. And we have an empty lot on, on next to us, so it's, it, wouldn't hit, it wouldn't hurt anybody over there. And I know that in western North Carolina, because it's so rocky underneath, the, the roots can't go as deep as they would go, maybe in the Midwest, where we're originally from. And, and so, uh, but you see, Jesus here is saying, I'm the vine. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the trunk. You abide in me, and, and I'll abide in you. And seven times in this scripture that we read, seven times he says the word abide. Do you think he's trying to get a point across? Do you think like he's trying to say, hey, if you live in me and I live in you, things are going to work out pretty good. Let me just read just a couple. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. 
He's telling his disciples that you're already clean. You're good. You got the goods. It's, just good. it's going to be all right. I'm speaking to you today. You are already clean because Jesus says you're clean. If you have accepted Christ, you are clean. Stop listening to what other people are saying about you. You are clean. You've, you've got the blood of Jesus Christ over you. Now listen, like me, like David, maybe there's some things in our life we need to clean up. Maybe there's some places we need to go. Maybe, but those flaws, even the flaws will make you what you are as you build your tree. But we're connected to the tree of life. As the branch cannot bear fruit, he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Why? Because Jesus is the trunk. Now, now, Janie and I have coffee nearly every morning, and we do a devotion, and we pray. And then sometime during the week, I'll say, here, listen to this one. Just, just listen to this for a second. And she'll say, wow. And then she'll give her thought, and I'll say, wow. And we have a little wow moment together. And it's kind of cool because we're, we're like, we've been doing this for a while, but it's cool how God just keeps bringing new revelation. It's like, and we were talking about the, the roots, and then we were talking about the branches and the abiding, and, and we have to abide. And I said, what do you think about fruit? And she says, and she, listen, this is really cool because I didn't told her what my thought was yet. She said, the fruit doesn't matter. The fruit's going to be what the fruit's going to be. If, if it's an orange tree, it's going to produce. If it's an apple tree, it's going to produce. If it's a lemon tree, it's going to produce. I planted a, pe a pear, no, what did we plant? A peach tree last year. I will be highly disappointed if apples come from it. <laughs> like, God, what are you thinking? Or if one branch produced apples and the rest of them just produced peaches or apricots or, or whatever. But if you understand that a tree that is a fruit tree has to produce or a walnut tree or whatever, they produce the things that they're supposed to produce. Amen. So why are we worried about the fruit that we're supposed to produce when Jesus just says, don't worry about the fruit, just abide in me? So it's not the fruit that we should worry about. Listen, if you're going to do anything tomorrow morning when you wake up, just draw one more step closer to Jesus. If you abide in him, then fruit's going to flow through you. And yes, the Bible says we should and can judge fruit. Yes, the Bible says that we could look at someone and see the fruit they're on. But what we really need to know is that I don't care what fruit comes out of me as long as I'm abiding in Christ. When I abide in Christ in fullness, there will be fruit. In fact, here's some of the fruit. In Galatians, I think the fifth chapter, we might have it, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit, now Paul says, and there's a difference between fruit and gifts. Paul says that we should seek after the gifts of the Spirit. And there's about 27 different gifts. He speaks it in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. We should value and really seek after. In other words, you should pray, God, use me. Give me the, like I pray for the gift of music. I pray for the gift of singing. And God says, you should pray for a different gift. <laughs> and so then I pray for different gifts. 
He'll let you know if you're out of line in the gifts order that you pray for. But why not ask for a gift of faith? Why not ask for a gift of healing? Why not ask for a gift of miracles? Why not ask for a gift of vision or a gift of knowledge? Why not? So that the kingdom of God could be advanced. The church lacks purpose when they don't ask for gifts. But you can't ask for fruit. The fruit is a byproduct of who you are in Christ Jesus. And so Mark is closed. I'm going to steal his clothes because his clothes was better than my message downtown. He said if you walk, drive down the road and you look at a tree, you might not be able to tell what type of tree it is. But if there's fruit hanging on it and it's an apple, it's an apple tree. That was good, Mark. Sorry to steal it from you. No, that was really good. Can I have it for a moment? Taking it anyways. <laughs> you, have to, you got 10 minutes, 12 minutes to come up with a different clothes. Might not be able to tell what the tree is, but if it's got an apple hanging on, chances are it's an apple tree. If it's got a peach hanging on, it's a peach tree. If it's got an orange hanging on, it's an orange tree. You can tell by the fruit, amen? So if you look at your hands tomorrow or your life and say, you know what, I don't have a lot of joy in my life. I kind of hate people. You need to abide back in Christ. If you're saying, I'm not real loving right now, you need to get back in Christ. If you say, man, I just have all the patience in the world. I don't honk at anybody at stoplights anymore. You might be alive in Christ. <laughs> so far, so good. I almost honked this week, but dear God, I... Jenny grabbed my hands. <laughs> when we walk with kindness and gentleness and peace and patience, we are part of the vine. That fruit will come out of us. And if we look at our lives and say, wait a second, I'm not producing these things, then the only thing we have to do is continue to get connected to the vine. Do you see what I'm saying? When you're connected, Jesus says, you just abide in me. Now, this is what he says. If you can, put verse 7 up there one more time. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That should make us do jumps, backflips. Because why? First of all, if you abide in God's word, you're going to know what his will is. If you understand his will, then you're going to understand his way. And all you got to say is, okay, Father, I know it's your will for my, my family to come to know you. I know it's your will for my friend to get healed. I know it's your will for my, my, my friend in the hospital who's got, a, who's got a four-year-old baby in the hospital. I know it's your will for him to be healed in Jesus' name. And you know what? He starts to do those things. Why? Because I'm not worried about the situation. I'm trying to get closer to the vine. We worry too much about the situation. We worry about the problem rather than get in touch with the problem solver. When I can get connected to the problem solver, my problem goes away. I'm not real mechanical. You all know that. I'm not electrical. You all know that. I'm really not a lot of anything. Janie asked me one time, what do you do? She was serious. We had a broken pipe. I'm not a plumber. Well, I don't do plumbing, I said. She said, what do you do? Kind of snotty. Like, excuse me. I guess I don't do a whole lot. But I know who to call. I know who to call. I know where the light switch is. If the furnace breaks down, I know who to call. I got the guy on speed dial. If I need a wall, I, I know who to call. We've got computer problems, I know who to call, especially if it's Apple. I know who to call. You don't have to worry about the problem. 
if you have the problem solver. And once I make that call, I don't worry anymore. I just, they're coming out. And Janie says, well, once again, you didn't fix it. <laughs> she calls herself the fixer. Her and her dad, a hammer and duct tape, that's all they need. That's the dangerous scenario if something's broken in your house. And she says, well, I do have a screwdriver, too. She got a little pink tool chest. Where's your hammer at, honey? Here it is. It's pink. I'm not going to use your pink hammer. You're not going to use it anyway, she says. You're going to call somebody. So I do. But it helps me call Jesus. Because I know there's a lot of problems in life I can't fix. I know there's a lot of situations in my life I can't fix. I know there's a lot of people in my life I can't fix. And that's a pastoral problem because pastors want to fix people. Can we just let Jesus fix people? Can we just let Jesus? We need to pray. We need to even give spiritual guidance. But only Jesus can fix what needs to really be fixed in the person's life. That's up to Jesus. And so if you ask and you wish, it'll be done. It's an amazing statement. Jesus says right before he gets ready to go to the cross, have the last supper and go to the cross. I'm going to give you just a couple scenarios about some trees for a second because we're talking about trees today. And there's a, there was a tree of life in, in the garden. That tree of life uh, represents faith in our life because the tree of life in the garden was a beautiful tree. I think we have that maybe on a screen. Uh, the tree of life represents the faith that we have in Christ Jesus. And it's a, and it's a, it's a powerful tree. Now, the tree of life was removed, and I'll talk about that in a second. But while the tree of life was in the garden, uh, and Adam and Eve ate from that tree of life, they were never going to die. That was the tree of life. Now, that tree of life is Jesus right now, and I'll explain that in a minute. But that, that constitutes to our faith. We have to have faith in God. We have to have faith that God is going to do things for us and in us and, and through us. We have to have faith that, that God is alive. And if you just even look at a tree, just look at a tree that's planted in the ground that apparently is going to uh, never die from old age, has a root system, a trunk, branches, and fruit. And then in that fruit, uh, once, it, once it falls to the ground, if it's not eating, eaten, it will dispose. But then there's other seeds that could potentially uh, be planted in the ground and they'll grow more fruit more trees, more fruit. Everything goes on and on and on. You can see why God said to uh, be fruitful and multiply. And so my faith is not in the fact that I have fruit to bear. My faith is in that I have a God to grow close to through his son, Jesus Christ. And while I'm growing close to his son, Jesus Christ, and becoming the branch that I need to be in the trunk, then the fruit is going to bear for itself. But I do that all by faith. And then the second tree is the cross. It's a tree of the cross, and, and it, it lends itself to forgiveness. So the, the Bible says that the first word spoken out of Jesus' mouth when he was hung on the cross was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He, in other words, is giving us an example of what he was preaching in Matthew 6, chapter verses 14 and 15, that we need to forgive each other. And if we can't forgive, then there will be a certain amount of, uh, of forgiveness that we'll need, that we'll require, that we won't get. So we need to be give and take. And the cross represents that tree of life. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, it became a tree of life because it then allowed us to live forever in forgiveness and redemption. There's a certain amount of grace there. I think we have Colossians 2, maybe 13, 14, and 15. Let's read that for a second. Because Paul says, And you who were dead in your trespasses 
and the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Can you say amen? amen. Verse 14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. It became debt from us, now life, because we nailed it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame. He's talking about evil powers right there. He's not talking about the Roman soldiers. He's talking about evil powers in the world who don't want you to give your life to Christ because they know where their final destination is and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Powerful words that Paul speaks to us about the cross. So the tree of life, after the, after the, um, uh, after the expulsion from, from the garden, when Adam and Eve had to leave, and there was, there was angels that were guarding it so they couldn't eat from the tree of life. And then when the flood came, my opinion, scripturally believing, that the tree of life then was transported onto uh, heaven's shore. But while Christ was here, because he is a living tree of life, and he is that trunk, that he took that cross upon him, and it formed a, a living uh, tree for us so that when we nail our sins to the cross, thanks to Christ and his redemptive work sacrificially, then we have his blood shed for us. Now there's a cross of forgiveness. We already look at the tree of life, and then there's one more. It's the tree of life in heaven, and it's favor. Why is it favor? Because it's on the other side, where favor exists, where favor is. And the Bible says in Revelations 22, verses 1 and 2, I think we might have that as well. If not, I can read. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. Come on back, worship team. Now, let me look at this for a second while we're, while we're going through it. When you look at this tree of life and this favor, you'll see that there, the season, the gestation period, which is normally 90 to 127 days for a seed, has more than one season. This fruit goes every month. Now, my guess, and the, the healing, the leaves are the tree were for healing the nations. My guess is, obviously, this is spiritual. It's talking about souls coming into the kingdom. But if you look at it, even in the physical stance, just for a moment, where this tree is kicking out fruit every single month, it's because there's no dry time in heaven. There's, no, there's, a, there's seasons in heaven where we have automatic favor. And every now and then, we tap into that fourth dimension and God just rains favor upon you. And favor is not a good parking place at the mall. That's luck. Favor is unmerited. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. Grace is favor. Our favor is uh, uh, something working out that just that I never thought it would work out. That's favor. That's, that's God just smiling upon you. Yeah, it could be a good parking place at the mall. I mean, maybe that, but I want my, if I'm going to use my favor account, I'm, it's going to be on more than a parking spot. I'm going to use it on things that I need or my family needs or my friends need or people that are that loved ones in my life or a church that, that they need. And Revelation tells us that these trees keep producing fruit over and over and over and over again. And so this tree that was taken out of the Garden of Eden and brought into heaven's shores, now it's a producer. 
and it, and it, and it comes and it's, and it's favorable. And so when we look at Jesus as being our tree, stand with me right where you're at if you would. If you look at Jesus as being our tree, it's the tree of life. And he says, I am the true vine. Because why? There's other vines out there. There's other trees out there. There's other things or beings out there. There's other types of stuff that are just going to be like, okay, this, this is going to supplant. And sometimes we make things, maybe we make our work or maybe we make a relationship or maybe we make our finances or our bank account or maybe we make something else, that tree of life for us. But that's going to wither and die. These, this one never will. And when we tap into Jesus and we become that vine, we become that, that we abide in him, we become that, that branch that abides and the fruit that we bear is that just, it's a byproduct. It's a natural circumstance. You are naturally going to walk in love. You are naturally going to walk in hope. You are naturally going to walk in peace and joy. You're naturally going to walk in anointing of God if you're connected with the trunk, if you're one of the branches. And not only that, but it's even greater when we get to the other side because this fruit's going to produce all the time. If you're comfortable doing so, close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to raise your hands. and I want you to, to think if there's any area in your life that maybe you need to continue to abide. Maybe there's an area that you haven't given over to the Lord. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands or anything. In fact, I'm going to ask for our prayer, Marcus and Sherry, if you come on this side, and Dale and Monica, if you just come over on this side, just stand for a moment. We'll, we'll call others if we need them, but maybe you, maybe you want individual prayer today, and that's good. And maybe you just want corporate prayer today. We'll do that. And during the next song, if you, if you feel like, man, I just need Jesus. I just need to, to repurpose. I need to get re back in that, that vine again. I need to get reconnected. You can, you can do so by yourself, or you can come up and have one of our people pray with you. But the challenge today is this. You're connected to the saints of old through Jesus. And as we're connected with Jesus, their testimony becomes our testimony. And then that tree branch, the fruit that we become, just look at yourself and see what, what's going on. And if you're not liking the fruit you're producing, then ask the Lord to change it or come up and have somebody pray for you. Just have, ask, ask that the Lord would, would reinvigorate you. Let that, let that vine flow through you again. Let that lifeblood of Jesus Christ, because that's why he died. Let me pray. If nothing else during this next song, just worship and ask God like we should do every day. Lord, let me just be a little closer to you. Father, I pray right now for our church. Thank you so much for every person here, those watching online. I speak, Lord, to their nature today. Lord, would you allow us to become alive in the vine? Lord, would you allow us to be branches that bear forth good fruit, real fruit, Father? And, and let us not be jealous of somebody else's fruit because maybe they're just abiding deeper in the vine or maybe they're just a bigger tree. So, Father, we pray right now, Lord, that we're not worried about the fruit. We need it. We know it. We have to bear fruit. But what we're, we're really asking today is help us to abide closer, deeper to you in the vine. Because that's what you said seven times in this short scripture, that we should abide in you. Help us to abide in you, Father. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Let's worship. If you need prayer, we have people available.
Amen. How many of you received that word today? Wasn't that powerful? What a joy it is. It's a pleasure that we have a Savior, a King that is wanting to abide with us. He's not some distant, far-off God. He is actually very present, even in our time of need. And He loves us, and He knows us, and He knows you, and He loves you so much. And in your life today, I just want to challenge you to examine your fruit and just to say, you know what? Do I have peace? Do I have joy? Do I have love? Uh, and, and if you don't, then don't try to create more fruit, but try to connect to Jesus. Try to abide with Him. You know, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his own soul? You can do a lot of good things for God, and that's good. Go do it. But if we miss that most important step of abiding in Him, dwelling with Him, making our heart a home for Him, then we've missed the whole thing altogether. And if we do abide with Him, if we do make our soul, our spirit, our, our, ourself a home for Him, then, then we will bear fruit. We'll bear much fruit. So we don't have to worry about that as much as we need to focus on uh, developing that relationship with Jesus. Amen? Amen. So why don't we just close in a word of prayer and uh, put a blessing on you. Father, I thank you for uh, just the fact that you love us so much, that you know us, that you know our name. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the vine and that we are the branches, that you are the great I am. Lord God, you are I am that I am. And it's more important that you are who you are than we are who we are because we are who we are because you are, Lord, the great I am. And so we just praise you today and we worship you. We thank you. We abide in you today. Lord, we ask that you'd empower each person here to do your will. Lord, and strengthen us. Let us bear that fruit of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, Join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.